Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach and motivational speaker who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. She studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, and is a fully certified coach in his program. Also, she has served as an assistant in his training programs. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted thousands of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you to get your second wind. Now here's your host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. How is everybody? How are you in this time of un, unprecedented, uh, <laughs> what do we call what we're living right now? It's kind of interesting. Well, I am going to share with you a really good article that was created, but I'd like first to talk about where we are. You know, there if you could think about it, there is a woman, a mother in China that's sitting there doing exactly what you're doing. She's concerned about her family. She's concerned about her food, where she's going to get it. She's concerned about safety. Isn't that amazing how small the world has gotten? There's a mother in Italy. There's a mother in England. And she's doing the same thing you're doing today. Because many of those countries are still on isolation like we are. It is touching everybody in this world. It's actually kind of hard for me to put my mind around that. It's never before happened. The plague happened many, 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 many years ago, but that was restricted to one country. This has affected the whole globe. So when we think about the magnitude of this, can you appreciate that you are not the only person that's been inconvenienced, that's been scared, that's had to rethink her whole day? Maybe you've got children at home now, and you're dealing with the changing of education through the computer. There's so many new things Everybody is having to adjust. And that is unbelievable. But we must live in the now. We can't th remember how it used to be. Because honestly, it will never return to that. We have yet to know what our lives will look like in a month, in a month and a half. Will we go back to school? How will we do our shopping? Will we feel comfortable walking in in large crowds again? When will that return? All of those are things that we still have to go through. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and they were interviewing Mr. Gates of the Computer Gates. 
And he was talking about because they, he and his wife are, are large philanthropists, and they have given a huge amount to the creation of, of a virus to get the virus into uh, development against COVID nineteen. And he was talking about, or the MC, or the uh, interviewer, was talking about traveling. How do we do traveling now? When in the United States, we have not totally, we are not treating the virus the same in every state. That is amazing to me. Where is our leadership? Huh? We should all be reacting to this disease in the same manner. But because our leadership has chosen not to do that, then what you will need to be aware of as life goes back to norm, or as norm as we, our new norm, let's say, we will have to be very careful as to what state we visit where they have been, are they, where they stand on the virus. This is something I never thought about, and I travel a lot. Then there's also, of course, the countries that we go to, but it will be some countries that will not allow us to come into their country anymore until a time has passed. That's never happened before. I know we've kept people out, but we have never been restricted of going into another country. This is new times, people. We're having to think this so differently. So, anyway, you know, we can't really keep putting our our focus on the disease. Now we must focus on How do we handle where we are? How do we maneuver our new life? How do we handle the children at home? How do we handle going to the grocery store? Um, All of this is things that we need to handle, but we do not need to handle it with anger and stress. We know what we can do. And we must do the precautions that each state has set up for its inhabitants. So crazy as it is, we cannot stay in the fear because the fear will weaken us. It will weaken our bodies and then we become susceptible. So you have a choice. Stay strong. So that there is no tease. You know, markets have crashed and millions of people have lost their jobs temporarily for a while. It's not forever. People have hoarded food, toilet paper. Tell me, tell me the story around toilet paper. I don't get why we hoard toilet paper. I mean, really, I would go for food over toilet paper, but they did. So we've got medicine that's shortage, and it's kind of, because it's unusual, it's kind of 
panicking us a bit. But we have to keep faith. The United States is one of the strongest countries. We are the most prosperous country. And we have never seen any of these situations. The lady in China has. The lady in Italy has. Because a war was fought over there. The woman in England, they've seen shortages. We have not seen it since the Great Depression. But look, our parents lived through it. And, and it really provided many stories. I can remember the stories my father would tell me about, I remember the Great Depression, and I know everybody in there that has parents that lived through it. It made a mark on their lives, memories that they talked about. So our daily lives have really been upended, as you say. The future is incredibly uncertain. We don't know what will happen in the next few weeks, much less in two months or in next year. But once the dust settles, things will be very different. The temptation to panic can be overwhelming now. And it's a completely natural reaction to fear. Fear is where we are, a lot of us. And the uncertainty of this crisis has provoked a lot of fear, a lot of anger that can weaken our bodies. Now, I'm sharing with you some of the information that um, Danny Eni has shared. I was attending a webinar of his. Actually, it was supposed to be a three-day workshop in Canada. Well, that didn't happen, <laughs> as you all can, <laughs> you already know. So what happened is that they, they had invested tons of money into the place, getting the place, um, collecting all the materials. Uh, it was an, a huge cost that they had gone to, which is one of typical for a conference. And so, anyway, Danny and his team, in about two weeks, decided they would do this workshop, three-day workshop, on the Internet. And there's lots of that going on. I mean, we as coaches in this world want to be leaders to support you through this. We need to be leaders to support you through this. And so, our world is continuing to function because we do have a job to help those people that are really, really, really stressed over the top to stop, know the immediate danger to staying in stress and to move out of it. Make those decisions that will make your life doable. It's in, it's going to be inconvenient. I can tell it is for you. It's for me. I'm so used to jumping in my car and going wherever I want to go. And that is not the way I play my game now. I live with a, um, my 
my dear, dear, dear Moo Moo, which is my dog, my blue healer, she is blind and deaf. So we're not playing much. We're not walking because you can't walk with a blind dog. And so life is really a little different here. But, you know, I like to get out and walk in my backyard, walk in the neighborhood. I can do that. And that does a lot to realize, release the stress, just being in nature. And we are so lucky to be in Tyler, Texas, because it's beautiful here. For those listening far away, I want you to remember you have those beautiful spots in your country. You need to go to those spots, to those locations, and just look around and see what we do have around us now. Because we are responsible for handling our stress. Yeah, the work, the world has created it, but now that it's here, we are the ones that decide how we'll handle it for the good of our bodies for the good of our minds, and for the stability of our families. So don't do too much thinking about what if, because today is the day you're living it in. Don't go to the what if tomorrow or what if in the past. It does no good. It only creates fear, doubt, and stress. So, How do we navigate our lives? Well, you have to, we have to start in our current headset because in order to make smart, creative decisions, you'll need to be thinking clearly instead of reacting blindly. And then we'll talk about the current situation, the three stages of a world changing crisis. And what you should be doing at each stage to protect your business and adapt to your new reality. So you're ready? Now, this is what was provided by Danny. And I thought it was so special that I really wanted to share it with you. So COVID-19 is more than just a medical crisis. If it were just simply a health crisis, the plan of action for most of us would be pretty clear. Stay in and wash our hands. But the markets are taking a beating. Business are laying off employees. Entire sectors of industries are crashing. And experts are predicting a global recession. What about our business, our livelihood, and the people who are counting on us? Everyone is tightening their belts. Some because they have to. Lost a job. And some because they're worried about what will happen next. That creates a vicious cycle, don't you think? No wonder we all feel anxious on edge and slightly panicky. Business will continue to face difficulties in the coming months, but there are solutions. We just have to be creative enough to find them. When we do, 
we can create something even better than what happened before. Let me let me share this with you. The Hoover Dam, the Lincoln Tunnel, the Bay Bridge in New York, and the electrification of rural areas were all part of the US government government's solution to the Great Depression. And they're they're still with us today. Look at the impact they have made on those areas that they were built. I can remember my father talking about they created uh, work teams so that people could go and build. Dad worked in some of the parks in Texas, and I believe it's Texas. Yeah, I know. So the the government will be very creative. They will create. But in this world, we can also create. Somebody should be creating a business to pick up, run errands. That could take woman or man or young man or old man. Well, maybe the old need to stay in. But there are certainly opportunities. If we get outside of our box and start thinking about how can I affect today's market. Walt Disney grew Mickey Mouse into a merchandising phenomenon during the Great Depression. Apple launched the iPod in the middle of the dot-com bust, which was in the early 20s. Bill Gates and Paul Allen started Microsoft during the stagflation, stagflation, that's a tricky word, crisis of 1975. When unemployment was high, interest rates were high, growth was low, and the market for personal computers barely existed. I can remember those days. I can remember the skeptical conversations we talk about computers because computers had been only at IBM and they were rooms of computers, not a little box sitting on a desk going to communicate with the world. What was that? That's crazy. (laughs) Well, I am coming to you today through my little box on my computer, on my desk which makes life really awesome. The recipe for M&Ms was invented during the Spanish Civil War. Silly putty, moms, was developed in response to rubber rationing during World War II. There are solutions to the problems we're facing, but finding them requires creativity. And you can't be a creative When you're anxious, your anxiety is off the charts. It will lock your brain down and keep you there. So the first thing we need to do is manage our mindset and our thinking. So I'm going to give you three things, three solutions here. First one, manage your media consumptions. You know, I only look at the news once a day. 
And that is a change for me. I usually don't look at the news because I don't know about you, but have you noticed the news? It's all about the bad. But I can see and I do look in the evening news to see where we stand in our numbers, how we're progressing, how we're adapting to COVID-19. And I think, you know, that's smart. We need to do that. We need to be aware. So the world will go on, but staying glued to the news won't make you better informed or better able to respond to the crisis. It'll only cause more agitation, anxiety, and stress in your world. You must take your mind away from it. Not that I'm saying ignore it, because you can't. To be responsible, you have to be aware of the situation, of where the community is. So, limit your TV time. Number two is to distance yourself from your thoughts. (laughs) Our thoughts and feelings can feel all-consuming, but they aren't. So, remind yourself that you are not your thoughts. You are not your feelings. They are a reaction of your body and your brilliant mind. One simple trick for doing this is to narrate your thoughts or feelings in the third person. In a typical day, an endless loop of self-talk runs through our heads over and over and over. Have you ever awakened in the middle of the night and couldn't get back to sleep because... (laughs) Your brain was keeping you awake? I have. I know I have. And it's really frustrating. Some nights I just get up and do my work. But if we limit, limit our exposure to stress of our environment, then we can begin working on the mindset, on the way we feel and think. So when you're saying you've got this loop, endless loop going over and over over and over in your head, you're used to saying, what will I do? How will I handle this? Why can't I do this? All about I'm not enough. What am I going to do in the future? How will I handle this? You don't have all the facts of what the future will have for you. So simply by taking the I with your own and replacing it with your own name can provide you enough distance to see your own situation more clearly. Kind of like when you talk about a friend ask you for advice. So you'd say, what will my name, I put my name in the place of I, what will Joyce do? How will Joyce handle this? Why can't Joyce do this? Why can't Joyce do this? Good question. And by putting my name in there, I give myself some grace, some space. Not six feet, maybe, (laughs) like we're asked to do, but some space. It's a silly trick, but research shows that it helps you access a wiser, more objective self that's better able to keep things in perspective. Number three, 
Adopt an alter ego. I love this one. When you adopt an alter ego, you select or create a persona that possesses the characteristics you want to display, you want to have. And then you act like that person. This technique allows you to activate the elements of your personality that will serve you best in the moment. While setting setting around the tendencies that won't serve you the best. Research tells us that children who deliberately adopt an alter ego like Batman or Dora the Explorer persevere longer and remain calmer while tackling challenging tasks. Athletes and performers use this technique before games and shows. I know they use it before speaking. So who, what alter ego would you adopt? Joan of Arc? Maybe Oprah? Who do you like that you would like to attach yourself to? How would Oprah do this? Well, we know Oprah would do it from the heart, right? So think how you would show up in the challenging moments if you were to adopt the alter ego. Number four is take care of yourself. Channeling that alter ego will help you perform well in the moments that matter, but you won't become the person, that person all the time. You only call on your when you really need to do something that pushes your buttons. You still need to practice self-care. Now, listen, ladies, we as women do not do self-care. We always do for others around us. So we need to become pushback from Wonder Woman on stage and have panic attacks off stage. We don't need to be that woman. That doesn't get us anywhere. The antidote to that is connect. Human beings are social, communal species. That's why banishment or excommunication was historically the worst punishment. And solidarity confinement Solidary confinement is the worst thing you can do to someone in prison. So you need to stay connected. And there's so many ways you can do that. I've been t- talking to people on the, you can, you can learn Zoom. If you haven't already become familiar with Zoom, I think many of us will be before this settles down. And that's a good thing because I could tell you the business world is living with Zoom right now. I do all my teaching on Zoom. I do my classes on Zoom already. That's nothing new. So, We have a great opportunity to put our minds around something new, learn something new. Now, we're going to take a short break. When we get back, I have more good stuff to tell you, things you could put into use today so that it'll help you calm and solve and, and open your mind. So, please come back. I am so glad Danny wrote this, and I'm so excited to offer it to you. I'll be here. 
Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Win. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. Isn't this fun? Don't we enjoy this? Are you? I hope you're learning something new. You know, I love the thing about, and Ben, who helps me with my podcast, loves the alter ego. So I was wondering, who would you be? Who would you be? Would you be a modified Wonder Woman? Don't want you to take total. Wonder Woman saves the world, but, you know, we need to save ourselves as well. So so let's go on. You know, we've heard a lot about the social distancing. And it's kind of a misnomer. We're physically distant, but we need Humans need social connection now more than ever. That'll take us out of our minds, out of our heads, and put us into our hearts. When we're talking with loved ones, when we're talking with friends, we learn to laugh, and we need to laugh, people. So it's crucial to make time for those real connections. Now, for some that haven't, approach the computer, it will be a phone call. I have had so many great conversations with dear friends that I haven't spoken to in a long time because the time is right. So who are you going to call today? Just do one call every day to somebody, a senior that can't really can't get out of her home or to a loved one, a family member, anybody far near that could use a cheerful voice now remember when you get on that call please don't talk about how tough things are how awful it is think about being upbeat think about what a joy it is to talk to them think about how can i help you if she's close think about what could what would you need what are you needing now have we have we asked anybody that in a long time I haven't. I was just so busy. That's the way the world had gotten to a place where we were cutting every tree down. We were killing every animal so that we'd have this. And we were actually destroying our globe. So we see the clouds are, we've got fish swimming, dolphins swimming in the water again. We've got some good things happening. So, anyway, 
all things happen for a reason. So it's it's really crucial that you connect. And you. It, the only way to do it is make it a goal. You know, one day, one time a day, I'm going to connect with somebody. Now, there are three types of connection. Transactions. And those are all about the day-to-day logistics of whatever you're going to your going concerns are. It's stuff like figuring out who will buy the groceries, who will watch the kids, what the next steps of a work project are. So these connections are probably the most common because they just help us run our daily lives. And so that all has to be determined. Now, what can happen when family that is not used to being together can be stressful. And so we need to distance ourselves to give ourselves perspective. I remember the woman that was so panicked she hadn't been with her children in a while because our life was set up that we really didn't have to spend time with our children. Just when we tucked them into bed, just when we fed them, we didn't have to play with them. We throw them out in the yard. We take them to a dance class. We do something else with them, but we weren't involved in their lives. And I think of anything that's awesome to me. Now that mother is watching her children play, and hopefully she'll get into the act of playing with them. But transition does happen when we are forced to take a new approach. The next does the next time of connection is through requests are about they're more about what it called for for the current structure of the interaction. So they're about asking for help. Do you know how difficult it is for people to ask for somebody to help them? I happen to struggle with that because I have a little bit of the superwoman complex. I know, I know you didn't know that, but uh, I do. And I developed it really early in my life. So I never think about asking somebody to do it for me. And that's one muscle I needed to use. Because as we age, Life will present itself that we will need more support from our loved ones, from our good friends. So have you ever asked somebody when you're really depressed, can you call and maybe we could talk about something? Or I have this feeling, what do you think? Now, be very careful about who you call. You want a positive person. Don't be calling your old high school friend that always complains about everything. Distance yourself from her. So it's really important to think about who you go to, how you spend your time, how is their mindset. Don't bring in a sourpuss. Bring in somebody positive. But it's important to know when to ask for help. And that it's an important part of the world. Pure connection is kind of a connection that happens when you spend time with people without an agenda. You know, you just kind of 
call them up and you just kind of talk about something. How are you feeling today? How are you handling this? Is there anything I can do for you? How can I be a support to you? Wouldn't that be great to hear from a friend? Now, we're fortunately, we're living in a time of exceptional technology capabilities. There are lots of options for connecting virtually. And so if you are a woman that has limited herself from learning the computer, this is something you need to rethink. Because I believe after this, uh, we have totally changed how we look at technology. Technology is saving our businesses, our work, our education. There are lots of programs that you could learn on the Internet. I teach coaching programs on the Internet you could grow. You can take a course. I even saw one of the things, this is fun. One of the things that I experienced was, of course, this dream trip that I had been looking to for 10 years. I'm not kidding. And it was to Jordan and Israel. And, of course, it was supposed to happen on the 17th, but on the 1st of March, they closed Israel where they had a two-week isolation. So I knew then that the travel company would not be going and I would not be going with them. So, (laughs) you know, there were always things like that. But the fun thing was that I was on the computer. And do you know museums have – uh, what were they called? Their tours of places. So one of the places we were going to in Jordan was, of course, Petra, which was in one of the movies. Ben could probably tell me which movie. But anyway, one of the movies. And so um, I got to go <laughs> through virtual computer time to see Petra. Now, it's not the same. I know. I couldn't feel the wind on my face. I couldn't walk down the steps. But I have a little more knowledge than I did have. And it was actually fun. So look for that on your computer. It's um, museum tours or something like that. But you have to be willing, my friends, to go on the Internet because there is a jewel that is providing us exposure to the whole world. It's educating us. It's playing with us. We could play games. We could do whatever that would help our minds. There's so much you can do on the computer. So I really encourage my senior friends to think, rethink that idea. Somehow they take great pride in saying, I'm not doing that. Hmm. I don't know about that. So, You could have, if you were skilled for the computer, you could have coffee or lunch. Actually, I had a friend from Houston, which we talk on the Skype, um, 
there's Skype, there's Zoom, there, and there's going to be more services coming that you can use to connect with friends. Have lunch with friends. You bring your food, you sit down, you arrange with it just like you do in real life. But instead of getting in your car, driving there, you fix yourself a salad, you come to the computer and sit down and chat while you're having lunch. No agenda, nothing to figure out. You're just going to have a great time with your friend. And you can laugh and share with jokes. So share an activity. That's another way you can also work. And children are probably doing that already. They need to get off the iPhone and maybe do, of course, they spend a lot of time on the computer. But maybe we need to spend a little more time. But you could agree to watch a TV show in tandem with a friend and then connect after each episode to talk about it. Now, this could be done over the phone. But you could go to the TV, watch the program, and then come back and talk about the show. Another one would be to join TED Circle, which is called tedcircle.com. Now, let me tell you about TED. TED is a, I don't know exactly what those initials stand for, but it's where people get up and make a 20-minute presentation, which is awesome, usually, very informative, and they do this as sort of a skill builder for speaking. And so anyway, you can watch it, you can discuss the TED Talk with a small group of strangers. If you go on tedcircles.com, there's actually, I've never done it myself, but I do enjoy TED Talks. Be creative. You know, you can think of so many things. There are so many clever women out there. Listen, we can make a silk purse out of a cow's ear. You've heard that. Well, a woman can do it. And I want you to know how strong we women are. We are awesome. We can keep going after a really difficult transition happens in our life. That's what I like about being a woman. And that's what I did. Number three is to call someone and ask about their day, which we've already talked about. It's really important to do simple things like that. There are three stages of navigating a major world-changing crisis. You know, we have to go through the stage one, which is the hair-on-fire stage, where everybody panics. You know, the world is shifting beneath our feet, and we don't have steady footing. But it's a short-lived stage. The most important thing is that we keep our wits about ourselves. And it's the hardest thing. Because when you see your world changing, for us women, we don't, we can't get a manicure. We can't get our hair cut. We can't do some of those services that we have become so accustomed to. We can't go to Target and just kill time. We have to have a mission. So we'll go through that stage, and we're going, we've gone through that stage, actually. We now realize that we may be in a stay-at-home stage for a while. Nobody knows. For the people on the 
East Coast, where the COVID-19 started in New York. Oh, my goodness. They are really having it there. And they have been in quarantine, isolation, whatever you want to call it, stay at home for four weeks. And I've talked with some of those people, not the ones that live in the city. I have one friend that lives in the city, but they live in areas around there. Um, And then in Florida, house arrest or I don't know what to call that stay at home. I'm really not doing that very well, but we all have to go through that stage. Now in Texas, where I am, we've seen this dance across the country. And so in Texas, I've just finished my first week and a half in the stage of stay in. I've been out very few times because one of the things that as we watch the TV and we see that the that COVID-19 has affected more people in our area, and I think we have now in East Texas, maybe a hundred people affected it also starts creating a, a sense of uh, uneasiness. You know, that thought that, well, they aren't going to keep me at home has long since gone. When I hear those numbers, I kind of go, well, I'm not sure I need to go to the grocery store today. I can make it one more day. And those are good decisions. We do not need to be careless about our health. So, As we progress with adjusting to the transition that we're coming through, we get a little more accustomed to it. Then there are some things we can do. A rule number one of any game, we're going to talk about games now, is to know what you're playing and how the rules are played. So if we're playing a rule, a game with our life now, our instinct instinctive reaction in this first stage is to believe that every game is hungry, hungry hippo. Now I'd ask you how many of those I'd like to show of hands of those people that are, have ever played hungry, hungry hippo. I have not. So I will explain it to you because my children are in their thirties. So if you've never played it, Hungry Hungry Hippos involves a game board with hippos on one, on each side. Each hippo has a lever in on its back, in its back. And then you hit the lever, the hippo opens its mouth and scoops up whatever's in front of it. Now to play, you put pie, they pile a lot of pellets in the middle of the board and whoever eats the most Pellets wins the game. It's not a terribly brain, uh, maybe there's some strategy to it, but not much. So the game lasts about 15 seconds, (laughs) and you win by acting fast and hitting that lever as many times per second as you can. In Hungry Hungry in Hippo, The crisis, the right thing to do is to act now and move fast. But we're not playing hungry, hungry hippos. If we were, everything would be back to normal next week. We're in a situation that will last for months. How long we will be restricted with our actions, activity? I don't know. 
And personally, the shorter would be better for me, but I don't want it to be released too early. I don't want to be put in jeopardy. So whenever that day comes, we have to follow our health departments and our state leadership in this in the United States. In some countries, you'll be following your leader of the country, but not not in the United States. Oh no! So you will lead. You will go after your state, your uh, governor. So. Where our situation will be that we may not see the United States go back to a normal until summer. School has certainly closed for many. There will not be a graduation class. There will not be so many things that young people were looking forward to. That has to be crushing to them. But it is the day, and they will grow up, and they will talk about this for years. So, take into consideration that because we don't know what tomorrow is, that we just need to know the rules that we play by today. And then they'll tell us when the rules change. And then we can respond accordingly. We need to be responsible here. We need not to react in anger, which is also fear. We need to stay steady, people, so that we can survive this the best we can. Look toward the Internet for your ideas. Use the phone to call your friend. But if you're one of those people that will be looking for work, how do I start my life again? Then I I will give you this clue. Start with your talents and your values. Do something that you love to do. Many people go through the work game And they work hard and they work hard and they work hard and they get to the top of the ladder. And let's say they're in a corporation. They get up to the top of that ladder and they don't like what they see. They don't like the life. They don't like the restrictions. They don't like the pressure. And if they're smart, then they will allow themselves to change careers. I can't tell you how many people are going into leadership of different kinds, into coaches, into the world of entrepreneurship. It is thriving, and that is the world I'm in. So start with your talents. What do you do good? What do you love doing? And then what are your values? Now, a lot of women have not done the values. So if you've not gone through the process of discovering your values, I did write a book on this. I do teach people how to do this in my courses. So call me, text me. Um, My number is 903-520-0418. That's brave of me, isn't it? Don't be doing ugly things with my number. 
But call me or go to Joyce, Bu- Joyce at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com and just send a message. I'd like to talk. I'd like to share. I have questions, anything. I'd love to talk to you. Now, where we go from that call is entirely up to you. But the main thing that call is for is to let you spend some time talking with me, me with you, to see if we connect. And how can I support you? This is the time to step outside your comfort zone. If you've never done this, listen, we all had to start. I remember my first day in first grade. It was stressful. But look where I've come. So there are lots of possibilities for you. I'm really happy that you're listening to Second Wind, that you're able to get some good information from today's talk so that you can go out and change your future. I love that the podcast industry will continue to grow and grow and grow. Because we have been affected also by the COVID-19. We are going to live much more electronically going forward. So I encourage you to take a college class at your local college. We have a junior college in Tyler, Texas that offers computers for beginners. Go take that class or Ask one of your grandkids to come sit down with you. Maybe it's better to go to one of your friend's grandkids and just switch your grandkids. You know, it's always stressful working with my son. However, he's doing much better since he brought me to tears the first time we worked together. Just takes some getting used to. Now we're both much more um, appreciative of each other. He knows my handies and I know his. So we know how to work together. So this is a time of growth. Get a book. Read a book. Start to paint. Get a course. There's so many courses on the internet that you can learn how to paint. You could do anything you want to. If you have not sat down and read a book in a year or two, there are tons of great books out there. You can listen to them on Audible if you don't like to read. And I love Audible books. So I have given you today some good information and I hope some some thoughts that you can take and you can think about them. I am here for you. I want this to be a growth situation. There's adjustment that has to be done for everybody. So nobody is taken more advantage of. We all have adjustments. We must live today. And we will make it through this. I can't tell you what it's going to look like. I wish I could. But the one thing you can be confident in, you are living in the richest nation in the world. 
And that means we will be okay. We will struggle, I'm sure, because a lot of things have happened. But you're in the best place to be for this COVID-19. We're trying to catch up really fast. We're running hard because we were not prepared for this. Not in our, oh, I just thank our hospital people, our service people, all those people that are on the front lines, our police, everybody making those daily commitments to our safety. I just am so thankful for those people. Well, this come this finishes our hour together. I hope it's beneficial. I want it to be beneficial to you. I want you to come back. I want you to share this. I want Second Wind to be a go-to place. But I am so thankful you're here today. Thank you. Share this with your friends. And I hope you will be back next week as I will have a guest. So thank you for being here. Go out. Make this a good day. Remember, there is somebody that needs a call. And I will be with you next week. Have a great week. It's your decision. Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.